We can thank St. Paul, or excuse me, St. Peter today for our gospel reading. We can all give him thanks for this reading about picking up our cross in order to follow Christ. If you'll remember, because I know you all read the scriptures last night before you came here, that Jesus was with his disciples at Caesarea Philippi, and, and Jesus was asking everybody, well, who do people say that I am? And of course, Peter would say, you are Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus would say, you've spoken well, Simon, you know, but you did not do this. It was God the Father who gave you this information. And then Jesus begins to talk about his upcoming passion, how he's going to be handed over to the leaders, the Gentiles. He's going to be killed. In three days, he's going to rise again. And Peter, being Peter, is going to stand up and begins reprimanding our Lord because he knows best. And Jesus, in an instant, says, Get behind me, Satan, because you're thinking like a man and not with mind of God. And he grabs all his disciples and says to come closer. And he says, anyone who wishes to come after me must deny his very self, pick up his cross, and follow me. Jesus is saying, pick up his cross in the moment, now. Not pick up the cross that you had a year ago. He didn't say pick up the cross that you're going to have in six months from now. He's talking in the present moment. Pick up your cross. Too many of us want to live in the past, hanging on to what could have been, what may have been, what might have been. The hurts, the angers, and all those anxieties that come with it. So many of us want to live so far in the future, the what, if, what ifs, what could be, what might be, the fears and anxieties that come with it. But yet, yesterday is gone, tomorrow's not here, what we have is now. We as Catholics, we, we've made this, this saying, well, I've got to carry my cross. We've made it quite a mantra. But unfortunately, we, we've made it to such an extent that it becomes darkened as if there's a, almost a sense of hopelessness to it. So, well, I've got to pick up my cross. And that's true. I don't want to take that away. We do have to pick up our cross. Because in picking up our cross, we are reminded that, you know, it's a, we have to resist temptations. That's the struggle we have to have with the cross. With the cross, we have to remember that we have to do our duty that God has placed us in, whatever that might be, whether we like it or not, whether it's our dream or not, we have to do our duty. To pick up the cross means also to endure the circumstances that we are in at the present moment whatever those might be. But if we just focused on that side of the cross, we lose all joy because we no, see no end, no end result from it. But we as Byzantines, we remember carefully and clearly and excitingly that there's the other side of the cross, and that's the resurrection. And we see the cross as a means that Christ used to bring about an end for our lives. One that there is joy. One that there is hope in the future, which is the cause of our present joy, despite the, the, the temptations we're in, despite the duty we have to perform, despite the circumstances 
we are experiencing. So when we remember that the cross is not only these things we have to resist against and endure, but remember that there's a joyful side. When I pick up the cross, when I look at the cross, when I think of my own cross, which is merely a participation in the cross of Christ, then I see that my cross, this cross, reflects God's love for me. Because when I reflect on the cross and I see all that Christ had done, He did it for me and for you. As we heard last Sunday, God loved the world so much, He gave His only begotten Son so that everyone who would believe in Him would have life eternal. And it was through the cross that this came about. That shows deep love. When I look at this cross, I see God's providential hands in my life. That He's doing all this to guide me every step of the way so that I can eat, reach my end goal of life with Him. Communion with my God. When I look at my cross and I carry my cross and all the, the things of my daily life, I become aware that God is fully aware of all my sufferings, of all my sorrows, of all my heartbreaks, of all my anxieties. He knows them. But as I hang on to that cross, I know those can't defeat me. Because the God, cross represents God's salvation working in my life right now. So there's a joyful side of the cross that we too often forget about. The peace that comes with Christ is living that life aware of despite the, the temptations I have to resist, the duty I have to carry out, the circumstances that I'm in, the peace comes from knowing that God loves me, that His hand is involved in my life that He knows all my struggles and trials and tribulations, but that they won't overcome me, and that He's working His salvation out for me. He does this for each and every one of us. So the cross isn't great sorrow for us. It's a sign of joy, or as we say, the sign of victory. It is showing that God is in our midst of what God has done for us, His love for us, that He will lay down His life for us. So when we cling to it, we're clinging to, the very, we're clinging to it with Him because we can't carry a cross on our own. It's impossible for us. We need Him, His love, His guiding hand in our life, His salvation plan working out in our lives. So, personally, I give great thanks to Peter for being Peter, for thinking he was standing up and correcting our Lord and God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Jesus used the weakest means, as he always does, to show his greatest power. And he told us the power of the cross when he says, pick up your cross and follow me. We're picking up the cross with Christ. We're following Him in His love, with His guiding hand, because He has a plan of salvation for us.